You know what I love when I'm lying in bed and I wake up and I can hear the sound of somebody's lawnmower going. Now, normally that can drive people crazy, but I always think, oh, nice, that's work being done. And then I kind of tap the bed to feel the other side and wonder if it's work being done in our house. Nope, body's still there. Anyhow, there's always another day for that, right? Um, but this is interesting. If you're one of those people that can't get enough of your gas-powered lawnmower or, oh, man, the gas-powered leaf blower, you might not be happy if you're in the city of Toronto because Toronto is considering a ban on gas-powered lawnmowers and leaf blowers. Here to talk about it, Diane Sachs, environmental lawyer and Toronto city councillor. Diane, welcome to the show. This We just kind of got a whiff of this yesterday on 640 Toronto. What are you proposing? Hello, Kelly. Uh, the city of Toronto decided years ago to move ahead with banning gas-fired two-stroke engines because they have three kinds of bad effects. They are exceptionally noisy, they create toxic air pollution that's bad for people's health, and they contribute to climate pollution. And we have better alternatives now that have been available for some years. So uh, in 2021, City Council voted as part of our um, Net Zero by 2040 action plan to move ahead with banning uh, two-stroke engines, and now we're finally going to do it. Okay, so this is, you're going to go ahead and do this. Uh, how many uh, city councillors do you need to vote this in, and um, what's the support like? Uh, well, we had uh, strong support at Infrastructure and Environment Committee yesterday. Um, so the committee did adopt um, the, the option of going ahead with the ban. We had uh, many deputants from a number of different groups who all strongly supported the ban, including a woman who spoke passionately about how the extreme noise from the gas-powered leaf blowers made her concussion so much worse to deal with. Uh, the electric models are quieter, mm-hmm. and they, they do an equally good job. And if you use the new low electricity rates overnight, only 2.4 cents, um, companies in this business can almost eliminate their fueling costs. Okay, it sounds like I, you're gonna. You've just answered my next question. Is this just for individuals or professional landscapers? And when you say companies, you're going um, citywide with the ban, commercial and beyond. Absolutely. Uh, it doesn't. You know, if if somebody is being adversely affected by noise and toxic air pollution, it doesn't matter who owns the machine. The impact is just as bad. Okay, so would there be, um, you know, say I just bought a gas-powered lawnmower not too long ago. Is that now something I'm going to have to sell off to the burbs because it's it's not, or is it going to be grandfathered? So the what we've done is we've asked staff to, uh, we've said we want to go ahead, as council has said before. So now staff have to give us detailed recommendations about what the phasing will be. And it'll probably be different for individuals than for companies. But certainly, if anybody goes and buys a gas-powered leaf blower now, on notice that they're going to be banned, well, you know, there's going to be a limit to the lifetime of those things. Uh, people who have them already, I expect, will, will provide a reasonable period of time to phase them out. They don't last that long, this equipment, anyway. The other thing that I, I did in the motion yesterday uh, following the example of Sausalito, is to ask staff if we can 
provide access to the electric machines in things like the tool library so people can borrow them uh, when they need them and not have to own them. We have a tool library in Toronto? We absolutely do. How many uh, pieces of machinery are in this tool library to, to take out, to book out? Um, you know, I don't know that question, but I hope you'll ask them because it's a fascinating model. Uh, I think the first tool library in Ontario was in Guelph, and they have many hundreds of different kinds of pieces of equipment, uh, from cooking, gardening, home renovating, um, you know, making uh, beeswax wraps for food, just a huge variety of things, sewing machines, and they also ran classes for people to learn how to use the equipment. So it's just a great model, and I'm very glad that we have one in Toronto, and I'm looking forward to touring the Toronto one soon. Okay. I'm shocked that you haven't done that yet, but there's always tomorrow. Uh, will we there be, have a lot of things every day. I believe it. Will there be incentives for people to upgrade to electric models? Well, the city isn't in a financial position to be offering handing out money mm-hmm. um, anymore. As you can imagine, our financial position is quite bad. We're going to be leading by example with our own fleet. As you know, the city looks after a large amount of public space and is now actively in the process of getting rid of our own gas-powered equipment because, as I say, it's got a whole bunch of adverse effects and is now better electric equipment. Um, we are going to be look, looking for opportunities to collaborate with community groups so uh, some residents associations are very interested in helping the people in their area have a, a you know a better quality of life, and I hope we'll be interested in owning some uh, uh, electric equipment that they can lend out among their neighbors. I think we're going to see some very interesting innovation. Okay, um, Chris, my producer is wants some clarification. He's asking if this will be two-stroke engines now and all gas-powered machines in the future. One of the questions I have, and, and I don't, I don't know if anybody else is having, you know, is with me on this. But what's a two-stroke engine? Oh well, that's very fair. Um, in brief, an engine can uh, just have up and down um, in in a piston, or it can go up and down, up and down. And so you get four strokes. So when you more do powerful. Four, well, it's not just that it's more powerful. Four-stroke engines keep all of the gas inside and burn it all, so they don't pollute nearly as much. Well, then and why are we banning those? We're not banning the four-strokes. Okay. Two strokes. All right. The two-stroke engines are the ones that are stinky and loud and pollute the air, and that's what we're going after. Okay. It's, some people would think this is a bit ridiculous when we had the worst air quality I think, in North America yesterday at 3 o'clock in the afternoon in Toronto because of the wildfires. What do you say to that? Well, we have um, those climate-fueled wildfires are terribly bad for human health. And as the medical officer of health team testified yesterday, air pollution is cumulative. So if we already have such dangerous air pollution that it's damaging our kids' long-term health, then to add extra unnecessary sources of pollution when we've got better equipment that's just doing harm for no reason whatsoever. Um, it is true that we don't stop climate change by itself by moving off the uh, the leaf blowers, but it is one piece of this larger puzzle. And if we don't get smart about fossil fuel pollution, then climate change is going to be completely unmanageable and we're going to have much, much worse problems than we have this week. Okay, Diane, in closing here, uh, just to get everybody on the same page, 
Do you think this is going through 100% two-stroke engines will be banned in all gas-powered machinery that involve, you know, lawnmowers and the like uh, in the near future in Toronto and when? I think we're going to see a bylaw um, to implement Council's repeated direction. It will have a phase-in period, and that phase-in period will be relative to the likely lifetimes of the equipment, but nobody should be buying new gas-fired leaf blowers. They're a bad idea. All right. Well, I imagine there's some small businesses that sell those equipment right now that are not happy with that. Diane, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. Have a great day. By the way, they probably sell the electric stuff too. Yeah, but, you know, now they have to offload somehow the uh, stuff you guys are going to ban, and they're struggling. Everybody's struggling. Diane, I appreciate the time. Have a great day. Diane Sachs is environmental lawyer and Toronto City Councillor. Canada Day is Saturday. A lot of people are going to be out doing their yard work, getting everything beautified because there'll be barbecues and the people at the cottages and, and people that just love to use their leaf blowers. Do you have neighbors like that? My two neighbors on either side are in love with their leaf blowers. One of them uses it right through the winter to blow the light uh, snow off of uh, his deck. And it's... I just... You know, they're busy. I like it. I don't mind it. But the city of Toronto, according to Diane Sachs, the environmental lawyer and Toronto city councillor we just had on the program, basically is saying that it's almost a done deal. They're going to be banning these two-stroke gas mowers and gas lawn mowers and, and leaf blowers. They're, it's coming. Joe Salemi is executive director of Landscape Ontario, and Joe joins the Kelly Cotrera Show to talk about it from the perspective of uh, commercial landscapers Joe, where's the industry on this? Hey, Kelly, thanks for having me on. Yeah, the industry is uh, is looking at battery-powered equipment to replace two-stroke engines, but um, it's not there yet in a commercial capacity. Uh, from a cost perspective, from weight, one of the challenges that uh, industry is looking at now is trying to get enough batteries inside of a uh, inside of a landscape trailer to last the day and figuring out the challenges of how to keep those batteries charged, make sure there's enough for each crew member to do their work. It, uh, it's still a, a challenge. The, um, the, the stuff we see at uh, Home Depot or Lowe's just isn't there yet from a commercial perspective. Okay, so even though it would be nice to be able to use battery-powered uh, equipment, you're going to have to gas up for uh, quite some time yet. Is it... Is it- even though I, I would imagine, depending on where gas is going, it can be cost prohibitive. This is even worse. Yeah, this is even worse. And, and maybe worse isn't the, the right word, but uh, it poses a, a bigger challenge for a, a landscape company to try and outfit um, a crew with enough batteries to last the entire day. And, um, you know, what we're also looking at is if we're, if we're looking at like a backpack blower, as an example, the weight of that blower in a commercial capacity with batteries is much heavier mm-hmm. than a gas-powered blower. And, um, you know, for, for someone using that all day um, in their work throughout the day, that can cause someone to get pretty tired. So, you know, one of the things that uh, Landscape Ontario is working on across the, uh, across the continent, so across North America, we're working with partners on a study through Auburn University and it's a feasibility study of commercial viability for battery-powered equipment across the industry. So this is something. Oh, you still there, Joe? Yes, I'm here. 
phone's kind of going in and out. I don't know if you moved at all. No, I'm okay. still here. All right. So this is something, this viability, uh, continue on there. Yeah. So through a study through the Auburn University down in the southern United States, we're participating in. And so we want to make sure that uh, when we make the recommendation to the industry to start switching over to battery-powered equipment, that um, we've done our homework and that it's viable for commercial landscape businesses to make that switch. Right. What we're seeing is that it's just not there yet. Okay. And so viability be damned, because even if it's not viable, it sounds like the city of Toronto is going to force you into a situation where uh, logistically you may have to travel around with a trailer full of batteries. And I would imagine one of the things that we are not thinking of here uh, as we try and get envi- environmentally conscious is there is uh, also an environmental impact when it comes to uh, batteries. No doubt, Kelly. This is something that uh, we have to consider too. The um, the battery powered equipment, um, you know, the batteries have an end of life cycle, and we'll have to figure out what to do with those batteries when they're done. So you've got this viability study happening. How long is the study? It's a, a two year study. Okay. We're in the second year of that study now. Okay. And um, we've asked all of our members across the province to participate. So we represent about 3,000 landscape companies in Ontario. If they come back to you uh, and say, look, it's not viable right now, you're going to have to continue with gas for a little while. Um, how long will, uh, do you think the City of Toronto will allow you to operate, um, you know, your gas-powered equipment before they say, no, you know what, you guys are going to have to, do you, have you been talking to them, negotiating with them? Our- we haven't spoken with the city of Toronto yet. Uh, we are mentioned as part of the um, list of groups in our consultation process. So mm-hmm. I, I hope that we can speak uh, soon about this. We'd love to be a, a partner in the rollout of this and even look at, you know, if this is something that the city of Toronto is really looking at doing, then we'd be much more supportive of a, of a phase out over time than an outright ban uh, in some kind of immediacy. All right. Well, listen, uh, phase-outs are the way to go, I think, when you're trying to give businesses the ability to to pivot, at, especially after the pandemic has been hard on everyone. Um, and, and time is tough uh, and money's tight uh, with our high inflation. I would imagine new equipment's going to be costly as well. This means that people, like professional um, landlords, are going to probably be paying more in uh, in the near future for landscape and the like. So I, I anticipate this isn't going to be good for anyone, although we're trying to help the planet, and I can see why the intentions are there. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, this is the industry that plants trees and shrubs and plants that uh, directly Im- have a significant impact on the environment. We want to do better. And, uh, you know, phasing out two-stroke equipment is a good way to do that. But I think we're going to need some time. And you're right, um, added costs, especially kind of coming out of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know, the landscape industry is looking more and more to providing living wages for people. And something like this that's going to uh, cause businesses to have significant cost in a short period of time is just going to mean costs go up for everybody. Sure. And one of the things you mentioned that stuck with me is the fact that if you've got a battery pow- powered, like even leaf blower on your back, that's more weight that's also more risk of injury while you're out on the job. And we all know that that means that insurance premiums are going to go up. Insurance premiums go up. You'll have more 
uh, people taking time off as a result. It's already hard enough to get people to uh, to work with a landscape company. You know, just like every sector, we're facing a, a labor shortage. So um, having having uh, equipment that makes people more tired instead of increases their efficiency will, will be a problem. All right. Manufacturers, though, I would imagine, are looking uh, forward as well. They're probably already working on better electric alternatives. Um, have you been speaking with uh, the manufacturers about what they're working on? Yeah, we've been in touch with all of the manufacturers around this. And, you know, where uh, battery-powered equipment is now comparatively to two years ago uh, is, uh, you know, we're light years ahead of where we were. And um, my estimation is by, you know, another two years, we're going to see incredible uh, advances in this. Um, we've seen one manufacturer that's got a, um, a, a battery pack, uh, a, a charger that can charge eight batteries inside of eight minutes. Mm-hmm. So that is, that's, that's the right step forward that we're looking for, that commercial landscape companies are looking for. So they don't have to figure out how to carry 20 batteries inside of a, a trailer and figure out how to keep those charged. Sure. And, uh, you know, as technology advances and is forced to adv- advance, things will happen quickly, but... We're not there yet, as you say. Uh, Joe, also, one thing we didn't mention is temperature affects batteries, zaps their power like that. We are living in Canada. Joe, thanks so much for joining me. I really appreciate your time. Appreciate it, Kelly. Thanks you have so a much. great day.